Welcome everyone to some night time. The show after the show where we talk about the show. It actually I, is nighttime. It actually is yeah. very late. It is. Um we haven't done one of these since the season two ended. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. That is correct. Yeah. And um well we thought we'd do another one to kind of just talk about how we feel about doing a hundred episodes and also just to do one. Yeah. So um, we didn't do any Q and A stuff, so it's just we're just gonna shoot the breeze, and this might be shorter than an hour. I hope it is, because I will be tired by then. If the breeze yeah. is slow enough, we can shoot it real quick, and then right, yeah. right, yeah, and then just be on our way. Yeah, easy, easy money. So I think I just want to, because this is me genuinely curious. How do both of you feel about hitting 100 episodes? Like, how do you feel about that? It's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like staring at the Grand Canyon, like. Trying to trying to describe how big something is, like there's not really word like like at this point it's a number, like I can think in my head and understand that we've hit a hundred episodes, but I can't quite grasp like we have recorded one hundred plus episodes of Tom fuckery, yeah. like that doesn't <laughs> seem real. Yeah, three years of time, like it it doesn't feel. Like, that's how long, mm. pretty much, that I was in college, right? I mean, I was in there for four years, three and a half years, so yeah, that wow. felt like an eon of time, like, yeah. being in college. <laughs> it I felt does like not forever. feel like and we've this... been doing this for three years. It's no, kind of it amazing. No. Like, that, maybe it's because when you get older, time moves, like, it feels faster. Right, right. But I, don't, I don't know. Jamie, how do you feel about it? This It's a little bit of an odd answer, but, like... It's when you said that it's been three years, I I can't help feeling like my sense of that time is all jumbled because like a solid half of it has been in the age of quarantines and shit, you know? That's like, true, yeah. It's super weird that so much of it has been during this really bizarre thing in, in history, I guess. Um yeah. where yeah, like more more of it has been recorded remotely than in person. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At one time, that kind of yeah. seemed like it would be very unlikely, you know? It it seemed like us trying to do this in different locations, mm-hmm. just, like, seeing each other in little windows on a screen would be unthinkable, right? And yeah. now it's kind of the way we most often do well, it. What was the the first time we recorded remotely was before pandemic was even a thing. Yep. What was our reason? Was it because... I don't know. <laughs> Jake, what was? Do you remember? I don't because that, that was when, that was when. Um, I mean, that was when we were living like down the street from each other. Because at the time, you guys were in East yeah, Street you, Flats. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was just or down I the was. street. Yeah, yeah. So I don't remember. I genuinely don't remember why we recorded remotely that first time. Was <laughs> was it something like maybe maybe you maybe one of us was sick and you just didn't because like, you had Owen at the time. Right, Odin was a new and baby. you didn't. And you really didn't want him to get sick. That sounds still sure, that sounds real. Like that sounds like a thing uh, that would. I think that's what it was because we had. Because I'm really glad we did that because then we were able to kind of figure out how to do it before we um, needed to. Yeah, yeah. And so when the time came along, we had we already had this as like as a back pocket thing that we had done once or twice already, so that kind of saved us. Then yeah, so it wasn't like a, oh what do we got to do? It's like oh we all have our own microphone already. We already know how to use Skype. We already know how to record it separately. Yeah. And I will say there was a little bit of a learning curve going from I had I had like the fourth hand me down MacBook that I had owned. Yeah. And so oh, I, yeah. I was so used to using 
like QuickTime to record everything because it was so simple just with whatever yes. you, the, the Mac user interface because it was just like boom, boom, done, mm-hmm. done. Um, and then moving from that to a non-Mac interface, having to mm-hmm. relearn how to use Audacity and mm-hmm. make sure all my inputs were correct and everything. That was a whole process. But I, I will admit, I think recording remotely, though, has allowed us more opportunities to record. Because beforehand, you needed someone to watch your son. Mm -hmm. But then it could become, well, once you put him to bed, then you could record. And we didn't have to wait for travel time for you to get here. Like, it could just be when it was. And if it didn't work out, because, you know, maybe he couldn't go to bed that night or just work was tough, that didn't put pressure on us to travel anywhere. It was just like, oh, okay, let's do it another day then. Yeah, I feel like recording remotely has given us a lot of weird... um, pros versus cons of like we have three separate audio tracks we can use now and we can edit those without having like reverb or background noise yeah and then right no right. reverb i can take out when we cough or sneeze or amplify one of our audios over the other it it is it way better audio separately and then like in that in that same respect of recording when it works for us, it does remind me a lot of like being back in college and having those weird yeah. off hours of like it's it's later than eight PM so <laughs> everything is closed and most people are in bed, but I still have people around me that I can hang out with mm. because I want yeah. to. Yeah, and everyone is like within walking distance. Right. It's mm-hmm. not difficult to to make that happen. And then you leave that situation and suddenly it's so much more complicated to get those times to work on a schedule you know yeah and part of me thought that recording i mean i think it definitely was when we first started recording separately the energy between us was different yeah like it wasn't the same and obviously the first two episodes of season three we did record in person because we held hands right yes um (laughs) and that was so fun that energy was special Yeah, yeah but i think i've still had some of those just hilarious moments even since then oh yeah like where i'm just gut laughing even <laughs> while i'm editing i'll know something's funny because i will just be wheezing laughing oh yeah at just the dumbest jokes that's one thing that i i am slightly grateful that i don't um interact with the editing process so much is that when from the from the time that we record the episode till the time it takes for the episode to come out, I have forgotten everything. And so <laughs> it's been a couple months. Yeah. yeah so when right, the right. episode is like posted and I listen to it for the first time, it's we're we're really funny. Like I like <laughs> I will find myself in the car, like riding somewhere and yeah. like like I'll look around for people to agree with me that what we just said was fucking hysterical yeah. and I'll realize I'm just by myself in my car laughing like an idiot. But like there's there are so many moments where like I as Jake like completely forget that like we we're really funny. Mm-hmm. And that seems like a really dickish thing to say but like we're really funny and we're really funny. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about that. Again, 100 episodes funny favorite funniest moments i'll start i think for me funniest moments are jake whenever you and i have a duo character <laughs> oh of so course. like pemberley and simmons um rory and stingo and rar stingo and rar stingo yeah. and rar yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then even uh the trainers yes right? yeah <laughs> like whenever we have a duo partner character of course just, we bounce off each other so even i think with um wasn't the the pidgety farmers that was a duo yeah yeah Yeah. those are just pillup 
and <laughs> whatever the yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> Those are my favorite moments that I laugh at. I think the moment I laughed at the most recently was listening to the final scene with Pimberly and Simmons mm. where we realized to add extra vowels. And when you said <laughs> throat... <laughs> Wait, instead I, of what? Instead of throat. throat. <laughs> My throat. Performance. It's so it's such a stupid humor and it is hilarious. Gosh. I mean, I would I would have to I would have to say I pretty much a very similar answer to that because like the characters that you guys come up with and that get sort of weirdly inspired and like tagged on and developed on the spot for whatever reason end up being so strange and I guess unexpected even though they shouldn't be unexpected <laughs> um god it's just really fantastic I I was just recently listening to um I think it was I think it was Kelly who who sent me a message that was like, man, I'm listening to 318 right now, and God, the opening to that one is so funny. And I was just like, wow, I, I guess I gotta go listen to that opening again. And it's the one where the magistrate is, like, giving a monologue about how much he hates everyone and how no one respects tradition, but we can't stop making fun of him, so it, like, really ruins the tone of the scene. <laughs> so that by the time everyone else comes in the room, we're just not ready for anything serious, and we end up having him say, What is all this tomfuckery? <laughs> I remember that. It's so good. Just the the flow of how the scene is supposed to be one thing, but because of who we are as people, it becomes yeah. something else is well, really like, something special. I, I remember that episode because yeah. we have had a couple episodes where it starts serious, right? Yep. There's yeah. the episode after Katrina leaves in season one, the opening right. for season two, where it's like a nice panning in monologue, you know, of Rainer's message being delivered to Lord Pedrick yeah, yeah. Cartham. That was fun. Right? These nice dramatic moments. And I'm like, oh, we'll do that. But then the twist, the punchline will be when everyone comes in and ruins that emotional beat. Right. But you guys were like, no, no, we'll do it sooner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like to simplify that down, I would say anytime we, we free ourselves... From the shackles of like plot, yeah. Whether that be oh, like yeah. creating okay. characters that like like um shit, fucking um yeah. shit. I yeah. like <laughs> I still stand by that. That's probably my favorite, if not like top two favorite moments in the entire freaking Knights Quest yeah. is um shit, um shit. <laughs> but just like those times where we either we either create a character that doesn't have plot armor that we, where where yeah, it just doesn't yeah. matter what happens or what they say yeah. or like <laughs> it just does like Terrence um yeah. yeah like those are the times where we can like we just do we can and, improv at our finest yeah. yeah right um but i feel like that also that also goes to like yeah just those moments where we Oh, like market mark and like all the stuff that happened i'm thinking a lot back to like season one but that's because yeah. i feel like season one we had so little like plot constraints and so there yeah. was a lot more new being made yeah. um and that, i feel yeah, like that's fair that's fair and i feel like lately it's not that we don't create more stuff it's just that we're a lot more yeah. focused and driven on like we have an established world now and these are the people yep. in it 
and we're going yeah. somewhere. Whereas before, and we care about it. Yeah, we care and we, about and we care what happens. Right, right. Whereas before, it was just like, uh, yeah, uh, and there's cows and Leroy's here. He has no hands. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's a guy who will that's... buy and sell anything, but only for a single unit of the worst currency yeah, we for have. A penny, yeah. basically. Yeah, one dollar. It's one dollar. Um, I think that's one of the main reasons why I want to end the story after season three. Um, so okay. that we can get a new template. Yeah. Because like we said, we've built something and I love the story. I love the serious moments. Like they've hit, yeah, yeah, yeah. like they've hit. And I love <laughs> that. Cause that means, you know, we're telling a good story. If like we and the listeners are even like emotionally invested, like with the burn shard and Eloise, yeah. that whole up and down roller coaster, <laughs> man, that was just or wild. in the Oasis with the, um, Oh, the Azamite? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, that that clearly shows, like, even though we're we're dicking around, we've... Right. We're we're attached to these characters. Oh, and the entire entire subplot with... And I'm going to break this into two parts, and this might sound like I'm jacking myself off, but I'm not, because it's about (laughs) Katrina. But, like, being being able to jump back and forth between, like, Katrina as a more, like, serious, more grown-up, more adult storyline... Um, right. and like the dick squad, you know, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. being able to jump back and forth and have those moments of like seriousness and then continue that plot with everyone back together of like real family shit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. like the whole thing with Katrina's parents and her, like that, there was a, there was a very distinct moment that I can remember and I don't remember what exactly was said, but Katrina like finally, like confronts and brings it out in the open with her parents and there's just a beat yeah. of like damn i think mm. that's two nine i think that's what it was <laughs> Probably, um, after yeah. the she rescues her dad yeah. from the the king and the captain um yeah so that's yeah i think that's why a reset would be helpful because our best moments are when we the three of us get to co-create we do that in Goldon right, because right. there's no like oh nathan we don't know what this world is we just make stuff up together <laughs> versus now that we're in Tareve and in Rillian, i've noticed that you guys will lean a lot more towards asking questions and i answer because you're like well what does nathan have what's and sometimes i do have a thing where i'm like oh this is the plan sometimes i'm like uh uh there's um it's this thing yeah. No, and for sure. <laughs> I want. I like it best when we're making things together because that, like I said, I think we all agreed those are our favorite funny moments, favorite storytelling moments. Yeah. So I want to when I reset the story, having our characters know more about the world because when we were in Goldon, of course, Jonathan knew the people there because he lived there. Of course, Rainer. So Rainer yeah, could yeah. say something, and it made sense that he knew that. Rainer doesn't know Rillian, so it doesn't make sense for him to say that. So I think in season four, we'll have the characters have a bit more knowledge of the world so that or like connection to outside places. So that way we can you can just say things and they're true. Right, right. It's a learning game. It's a learning process. Huh, boy, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of how to put this. I think and it's, it's fairly it's fairly simple. So it's not going to be like the deepest observation. But there are moments where um something very clever or funny or interesting will come up and in hindsight it seems super obvious but for some reason we hadn't thought of it until that point you know which Mm -hmm. um the example that i was thinking of is like even just random funny things like when jonathan used the disguise kit 
to be Noble Mincer. Like, yeah. at the time, that was the funniest thing ever. But then looking back, I was like, I can't believe we never thought of this before now. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it seems so perfect. Um, mm-hmm. I I feel like other, there there's got to be a bunch of other examples for that kind of thing, but nothing's coming to mind right this second. Well, that's all the time we have for this nighttime. I know it's not crazy long. I'm looking at my yeah, the timer. Yeah, it's not very long, um, but we just kind of ran out of time. But if you do want more nighttime, us discussing how we're feeling, we have our first episode on Patreon. Our first Patreon exclusive episode is up and ready or should be up sometime today, if not the second this comes out. So come and join us on Patreon at the the middle tier, the magician tier, and you'll be able to hear that episode. Also, if you want to get in on the very first, very exclusive Patreon sticker, you have until the end of December to join us at the highest tier, um, and you'll get access to that sticker. It's a once once and done thing. But yes, I want to give a big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters, especially our better tier, Lowell, Mike, Lauren Grace, and those dang high elves again. <laughs> We're very, very grateful for all your support. It's been super cool to see, yeah, just you guys supporting us. So you are welcome to join us at kqpodcast.com. Click the Patreon button or patreon.com slash kqpodcast. It's like you flip it. Come and come join us. We're having a lot of fun on the Discord, having a lot of fun, yeah, just engaging and all kinds of good things. So we hope to see you there. Uh, again, another episode in one week. One week from today. Uh, So we will see you there. Thank you all for listening to 100 plus hours of content that have taken up your time in life. Yeah, we really appreciate you guys as fans. May your place in his story be long.